Thank you very much, Graham, for the welcome. And if you've got a Bible with you, you'll never guess what you're going to be reading. It's Psalm 23. (laughs) Graham read it earlier, but I'll read it again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a wonderful psalm eh, this is. During the war, a lot of British soldiers were captured by the Japanese after they invaded Singapore. And they were put to work on the death railway. Um, If you ever get the chance, read a book called Miracle on the River Kwai, not Bridge on the River Kwai, Miracle on the River Kwai, and in it the author tells how the Bible transformed uh, a camp where the British soldiers were suffering in a terrible way at the hands of the Japs, who were uh, their captors. Uh, the Japanese soldiers the last thing they had to do before they left to fight for the army was write their last will and testament because they were expected to die for the emperor that's why they despised the British soldiers so much for surrendering a Japanese soldier would never surrender they said and um, so they were having an awful time of it and there was one unit 20 of them were working on the death railway and they, they were, weren't worth a button or diarrhea, you know, dysentery, beriberi, uh, dengue fever, malaria and very bad rations and they're working long shifts every day. So at the end of one shift, the Japanese soldier that was in charge of them uh, said there, there was a shovel missing and uh, if the person that stole the shovel didn't step forward, they would beat them all to death. And they lined them all up, and they knew he could do that. None of them could resist this guy. He had a pick shaft, and he used to beat them up regularly. And so they lined up, and he repeated his threat. And there was a man from the Highland, a Highland Regiment stepped forward and was beaten to death in front of his colleagues. And after his death... They counted the shovels and there were 20. He had, nobody had stolen a shovel. They had miscounted. And that man died for it. And it dawned on them all, that man must have worked out in his head that he hadn't stolen a shovel, but the, all his comrades could die. So he stepped forward and died in their place. Now that to, to me is a powerful image of the gospel. The Lord Jesus Christ stepped forward and was our substitute and died in our place and that's one of the the great stories about the second world war the psalmist gave hope to people in the trenches Psalm 23 was showing us how faith faces the future 
We're not very happy. I don't know about you. I was my heart sank this week when I read the headlines in the newspaper that Scotland's to be the first country in the world teaching a certain kind of, certain kind of sexuality to children aged five. We just have to pray to God uh, uh, that this will get stopped somehow. Um, but what's the future going to hold? Well, with God there is a future. We've captured the market on hope, you know. Nobody else has got the hope that we have. And the psalmist here has got it all sorted out for us. And I'm just going to speak short for a wee while about this. How faith faces the future. It's a future in which there is no lack. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. What a wonderful hope in the future. There is no lack. Now the shepherd, he wasn't just responsible for providing green pastures for the sheep. He was responsible for what we would call nowadays a total care package for the sheep. Um, which included looking after them when there was danger, tending them when they were sick, and so on. There will be a supplying of the, of the, the needs of the sheep in every way. And some men during the war turned to God. They turned to God in their need. And there will be a safeguarding of the name of the shepherd. Because if you're out saying you belong to Christ and that goes for any one of us this week we'll find ourselves in situations where there are non-Christians present and when we're out we are representing God and you know God will supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus there will be a supplying of the needs of the sheep and there will be a safeguarding of the name of the shepherd that's another thing. And, and there's no lack for us. God, God will look after us. He will supply our needs. And he will glorify his name through us this week. So there's a future in which there is no lack. The second thing the psalmist makes clear is there's a future in which there is no fear. What are you afraid of? He says here in the psalm, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. How fearful we can be, and yet how faithful he can prove. And I'm sure that's been the case with lots of you. How faithful God proves in times when we're liable to fear. So there's a future in which there's no lack. I shall not want. There's a future in which there's no fear. How fearful we can be, and yet how faithful he will prove. That's wonderful. With a woman called Jay Sutherland in uh, Inverness, so she was a great woman. Have you ever heard of a man called Peter Barber of the Baptist Union? Peter Barber's auntie. She was a terror. Everybody was scared of her. And she lived in a beautiful bungalow. Her husband had died some years ago. He was a great, they were great faith mission supporters. And he had died. The house was called Belmont. And she used to come to the door and I would, I would ring the bell and she would come to the door. And I would say, in Belmont is a lady richly left. And she is fair and fairer than that word of wondrous beauty. And she used to 
Come on in. <laughs> I'll make you a cup of tea and that'll quieten you down. And uh, she was really a fine, fine lady. When she was dying of cancer, she said to the consultant, Come on, tell me the truth. How long have I got? She says, I'm ready to go home to be with Jesus any day. Tell me the truth. And he said, Oh, do you have a strong faith, Mrs. Sutherland? And she said, No, but I've got a very strong God. Which was a perfect answer to it, wasn't it? I've a very strong God. And so the psalmist says here, This is a future in which there is to be no death. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that great? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The future will hold the unfailing goodness of God. And the older we get, the more we think of the future. Because Christians have cornered the market on the future. Because we're going to be with Jesus. You know, you're going to be utterly renovated. They're always doing up houses. God's going to do us up. <laughs> In Philippians 3, Paul says that we're, we're waiting on Jesus coming. And he will transform our, I think the King James says our vile bodies, but that's kind of too strong. It's our lowly bodies. Um, so that they'll be like unto his glorious body. Uh, and that is wonderful. Just think of it. No aches, no pains. No rheumatics, no sword backs, no varicose veins, and all that kind of stuff. You know, an old lag told me once, there are two things you can tell a doctor and they can't tell you that you're telling lies. One is that you've got a sword back, and the other is that your varicose veins are hurting you. <laughs> and he said he, he used that through life in dealing with doctors. Whatever aches and pains we have now, we won't have any then. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is going to transform us. He's going to equip us for praise for all eternity. We'll be able to sing Pavarotti. Pavarotti hasn't a look in uh, on the Lord's choir, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, one of the great nights in our career was in uh, London Bible College. We had a choir. Um, with 230 students so you could muster a decent choir out of that lot and we did Handel's Messiah in the Duke Street Baptist Church Richmond and the conductor was a Christian all the instrumentalists were Christians all the soloists were Christians all the choir were Christians and yo, it was a wonderful night they raised the roof that night the guy, he was in cloud nine the guy that was conducting it, Owen Thomas a mad Welshman you know? <laughs> he was terrific and we had a great night and we're going to be singing the praises of Jesus for all eternity so the future will hold the unfailing goodness of God and the future will hold the unfolding glory of God eye has not seen it says in the Bible neither has have the ears heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the, thing that, the things that God has prepared for those who love him isn't that good? That's the story. The story is the faith that faces the future. Um, the Lord is 
my shepherd. It will be a, a future in which there is no lack, a supplying of the needs of the sheep, and a safeguarding of the reputation of the shepherd. It will be a future in which there is no fear. I will fear no evil. How fearful we can be, and yet how faithful God can prove to us in our fears. And then it's a future in which there will be no death. We'll be with him for all eternity. And that's a wonderful hope in a winter's night, isn't it? That'll warm the cockles of our hearts as we face a new week under God. Let's pray together. Oh God, our precious Father, we come before you and thank you for your care over us. We thank you for the Lord Jesus who called himself the Good Shepherd and promised us that the Good Shepherd would give his life for the sheep. And we thank you that you're true to your word always and that the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. And we thank you for his constant care. We thank you for his overcoming of our fears and we ask you, O God, for your blessing and sustaining grace to be reality in our lives today and all the days of our life. For Jesus' sake. Amen.